So as it would seem, Podcast for Two People is now back on a week-to-week basis. Maybe. (laughs) Possibly. I had not foreseen this, and I have seen much. But I have been told that I have much more to see. Strange times. Strange times indeed, my dear friend Brentford. So what did we come together to watch this evening? The Void. The Void. That's what we watch. So what what kind of comes to your mind when... Lovecraft. Is, yeah, like easily. Like right away. Yeah, and like um, kind of my favorite thing about this film, which is uh, actually like one of the fun little trivia bits mm-hmm. that I enjoy so much as well. You love this trivia. I do, I do. So like... I really like a story that can do Lovecraft without doing Lovecraft. Because here's the thing. I fucking hate H.P. Lovecraft. I love... Love his work. Yeah. But he was a big old piece of shit. He was a massive piece of shit. Um, Yeah, that's just it. It's like, love Even by, like, probably back then standards? Oh, yeah. Easily. And, you know, it's like, thank God that... You know, we, we have the content of his, you know, worlds and ideas, um, because I, I am a huge fan of his uh, his horror. I know that there's not, like, there are a lot of people that can, like, say that they fucking hate it, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but for whatever reason, I, I've just always been, like, enthralled by the idea of these gods older than time. Cosmic horror? Yeah, cosmic horror. Unknowable. Unimaginable. Yeah. Uh, yeah, dimensional. Beyond human comprehension. Mm. Yeah, like, the things that I could show you would drive you mad. Yeah. Like, your eyes will melt from your fucking skull. I, I really like that idea. Just the, because it hearkens this kind of, like, imagine the worst possible fucking thing that you can right now. That does not scrape the surface. And I think that the Void is able to give us some of that horror without saying, like, this is Lovecraft. Because Lovecraft also brings to mind immediately... Cthulhu, even though he is one of many, many old gods, but Cthulhu is Lovecraft, Lovecraft is Cthulhu to most. Right. Um, and, or maybe even things such as, like, Innsmouth, uh, which is just, you know, a lot of fishy, frog-like people, frog things people. like that. And I mean, uh, this is also 2019, those, where we've those, had... Those uh, books, it's like Peter Frog and... Oh my god. Frog Bros. <laughs> <laughs> I, I always did enjoy me a good enthralling read of Peter Frog and Frog Bros, but my mind could never <laughs> I conceive the, yeah. the fucking terror. That's like that a children's version of Frogman of Innsmouth. <laughs> but yeah, this this being 2019, where we've also had two Lovecraftian horror like games. Well, I think one came out last year, late last year. Oh right. Uh, which was literally Call of Cthulhu, to which, if I remember correctly, was maybe about 30% finished when it was released, and uh, was just almost absolute dog shit and unplayable. Uh, The last one that came out was The Sinking City, which I hear is quite a bit better. Um, And, you know, you gotta love an open sandbox, (laughs) big-ass city. Oh, man. Yeah. We should go back and play through it. We should actually try and play through Evil Within, too, because that's pretty much like... Yeah, welcome to your hubland. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to spook, spooky hubland. Yeah, so The Void is able to bring us Lovecraftian horror without taking us to the depths, uh, invoking images of Cthulhu or anything like that. It's very much like shares common themes. Yes, it's very duplicitous in that nature. Um and overall unique, but uh, what I was kind of getting at with the trivia, they were mostly um, inspired by um, a little a little fella that you might know that you know he's done a couple things here and there like uh, Pan's Labyrinth, uh, you know The Shape of Water, um, you know he he stars alongside Mads Mikkelsen. <laughs> He carries the monster energy yeah. into the into the into the waiting room or whatever. Yeah, so the the master of monsters himself, when he was doing um, a movie that never really reached full fruition, 
um, which was uh, from the mouth of madness, which is literally Insmith, the story of Insmith. Um, he said that he wanted to do Lovecraft without actually doing Lovecraft. He wanted to do Lovecraft differently. Mm-hmm. So we know that that was immediately like target number one. How do we do Lovecraft without doing Lovecraft Lovecraftian? You know? And uh, nail on the fucking head. For yeah. me, anyway. For me. Um, we had seen this movie prior, like uh, about the time that it came out. Yeah, um, probably not long after. Yeah, it came out in 2016. Uh, 16, 2016. Um, uh, yeah. Canadian, Canadian film that takes place in America, though it's kind of like a... Oh, I don't know how you want to put it. Just some monogamous ass fucking <laughs> American town. Yeah, yeah. Every uh, town. Yeah. Northern. Mm-hmm. So like, could be Minnesota, could be Iowa for all we fucking know. North Montana. Dakota. Yeah, just ice cold. Um, and this is like late fall. Starts out kind of like at a at a high number here. We've got two people chasing people out of a fucking house that has like a weird black triangle on the door. It looks like a flop house. Mm-hmm. Uh, these two people chase uh, two others outside. One runs away while the other one gets gunned down and then lit on fire with gasoline. Totally like no context, nothing like that. Not really so much of like a, a word. You know, like just they won't get far. Yeah. And then uh, we cut to our main character who is just like a fucking, it seems like, can't really call him grizzled, but definitely like has a lot of fucking time on the clock. This uh, officer, Daniel Carter, who's literally asleep in his patrol car on some back road when um, it seems that uh, the young man uh, that was that actually escaped that house falls in front of his car. And he gets mistaken as like a, a drunk piece of shit. Yeah. And um you know Well did he know? Yeah, he was he was injured a bit, so Daniel Carter's like, Well, I guess I'll fucking take him to the hospital or whatever. Um, where's the where's the nearest hospital? To his dispatcher who kinda is reminiscent of um the uh, the gal that uh oh, you're gonna have to help me here. Uh Twin Peaks. Oh, yeah, and Diane. Yeah, Diane. Because like, well, she she actually she, she at least has that. Yeah, no, like reminiscent in that like we don't really know who she is, but we at least get to hear her voice. <laughs> you don't even. Oh, uh, uh, this isn't about Twin Peaks, but yeah, I don't think Diane's the character. I you talking about like, the one she like marries that like kind of dim-witted? Yeah. Like, officer. <laughs> yeah. It's been too long since I watched Twin Peaks. I, I don't remember all the characters' names. Right. Especially, like, once the second season. I never saw the... Fucking name. Michael Sarah was in second season, as well as the weird black box. I mean the third one. Oh, yeah, that's the third one. Yeah, they kind of blend a little bit for me. I don't know. It was long. <laughs> it was very long and very strange. But, um... Yeah, so he, he asked the dispatcher, um where exactly he's going to be able to bring this guy nearest nearest hospital is marsh county marsh county um and he's just like is there any other fucking hospitals they're like i mean like 20 minutes away like how how bad do you want to just like have this guy like bleeding in the back seat <laughs> like okay so he goes there um the hospital had suffered a fire and they were in the middle of moving all of their files to their new location. Um, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And so like, it seems, I don't know, like it's kind of the perfect setup really. (laughs) It's explained as to why this hospital is fucking creepy and falling apart. Though it kind of leaves like, is that really all that happened? Right, yeah. Just a fire, huh? Just a fire. You turned on a movie called The Void. Yeah. Like, okay. So it's just a fire. Fire made a... Fires happen in hospitals all the time. Pretty much made this hospital, like, derelict and uh, just dilapidated. Pretty bare bones. Pretty much, yeah. They have a skeleton crew of uh, two nurses, one intern, and a doctor. 
Um, it's inhabited by one patient, and the patient, you don't even know what he has, but it doesn't seem to be anything life-threatening. Yeah, they're all just kind of chilling. Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of when we get to meet our other characters, Dr. Richard Powell, um, Allison Frazier, Kim, as well as uh, Beverly... And that's that's a pretty much that's pretty much it. cast right there, almost. Yeah. So like, you had Officer Carter, and in his back seat, bleeding everywhere, was just a young man named James. Um, they they show up, get James some uh, some help in uh, that being uh, him getting sedated, <laughs> and you know they're just kind of talking here and there when, uh, kind of out of nowhere. All of a sudden, this nurse Beverly just fucking shoves scissors in that uh, in that fella's eye, the one that was actually already in uh, a hospital bed. Yeah, the only patient. Yeah, and then she starts, you know, taking chunks off of her face, repeatedly saying, "This isn't my face. This isn't me. Can you help me?" Yeah, the movie just kind of doesn't really stop from there. Nope. And another thing that I love about it, there's not a lull period in this film. Not really. I mean, it it changes gears in the end. Oh, Towards yeah. the end, I should yeah. say. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, like, you know, oh, I suppose I did forget the, the daughter the, yeah, and the... her granddad were also there. That uh, this, um, this young girl is pregnant, and she's there with her granddad. And, and you know... Yeah. horror movies right right you know a pregnant person isn't gonna have the best time and yeah immediately and something then, unholy is gonna happen yeah and then you know you're also sitting there like it's a fucking granddad's baby isn't it that's fucking disgusting like the way this granddad's like kind of doting on her like being really close to her i don't know about like you when we first watched this but... i didn't think that at all okay you're a better man than I. I had like zero hopes as far as like what what that entailed. I was like, "Oh, that's fucking gross." As soon as I saw it, I was just like, "That's that's the angle they're going to go for." Um anyway. So Carter having seen Beverly like literally murdering this this young man and then, you know, her tearing off her face and kind of coming at him with uh with this pair of scissors. He just like opens up on her. Yeah, he, like he uses his dead eye to like yeah. domer. Yeah, it goes <laughs> sepia tone and he goes doof 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 yeah. and then pop pop pop. It's just one shot. It's just one shot. Just one shot. That's all I needed. Yeah. And she drops like a fucking sack of rotten potatoes right on the floor. It just starts bleeding out. Um and uh, it's it's like kind of in between this time and a little like two minutes beforehand. It kind of like does. Oh, how do I want to put it? It's like an information dump without it seeing seeming too forced. Yeah, they kind of just kind of drop out these little like relationship statuses mm-hmm. between uh, Abigail and Carter. Yeah, and Abby having uh, been or is rather. Um, it almost seems like they were kind of separated. Yeah, I think they're like, said yeah, separated. I don't think they're divorced, yeah. but like, yeah. So her husband being Carter, of course, and um, you kind of find through uh, you know, a few more minutes of the film that this separation was due to her having a miscarriage, um, the baby dying. Uh, I want to say maybe in delivery. Yeah, I like, believe so. And um, the doctor knows all of them very well, having, you know, probably lived in Marshall County their entire lives. They're just townies hanging out. Doctor knew uh, Carter's dad, uh, knew everything that they were going through. And um, doctor's played by, uh, uh, was it Kenneth Walsh? Uh, yeah. He plays, uh, he played Larry Loomis in Lodge 49. It's a good show. It's a good show. Yeah, he's a he's a good guy. If you if you want um oh who what's a fucking guy's name? I'm having a I'm having a senior kind of day. I forgot how to do math earlier today, man. It's been rough. Yeah. Uh good thing we're doing this episode. Now. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Who's the fella that played Hannibal Lecter? Oh, um 
Like, you're asking the wrong guy. Like, my brain is, like, pretty much a pile of soup. Yeah. Okay, so we're, we're <laughs> um, both doing good. No, we're going to figure this out right now. This episode's, like, pot, like on hold now. <laughs> okay. Don't look at the phone. Don't okay. look at the phone. Okay. I won't pull it up. Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, okay. Thank remember, you. Remember when we played Evil Within and that one doctor is this Anthony Hopkin, Hopkins looking ass motherfucker? Yeah, so Kenneth Walsh, I feel, is <laughs> when... <laughs> Is for when you don't want to or can't hire Anthony Hopkins. Okay. So you're like, let's bring in Kenneth Walsh. He's <laughs> a pretty good Anthony Hopkins. So you got, uh, you know, Anthony Hopkins II as, as your doctor giving you dad advice. <laughs> Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> Anthony. Banthony. Uh, uh, yeah, 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 Banthony. <laughs> Banthony Hopkins. That's a better one. Yeah, so... Um, and you're just like you said, like finding out the tiny little pieces of the relationships here and there. Um, it's really nice how it does that. Where uh, again, it doesn't feel forced at all. Then again, whenever you're, we're in conversations, like mm-hmm. I'm always bringing up your dark, your troubled past, and I'm like, not here. <laughs> yeah, like through a forced smile. Like I told you, you got to move past the accident. I say it on that all these episodes, like. Like, Tyler, don't bring the accident into this. Yeah, and then I immediately, uh, inner monologue is That was just, seven years ago. Is just, like, me, uh, chainsawing down a tree and a small child, like, chasing butterflies as the tree, like, crushes him. Mm-hmm. And I just you can't hear, blame you can't keep blaming yourself. For yeah, that. and I just keep hearing Gary Jewell's Mad World playing <laughs> over and over and over as it happens on repeat in mm-hmm. black and white in my head. And then I'm splattered with deep red blood. Red blood, George. <laughs> I don't know why that came. Out this is it's it's a it's a wonderful night for a podcast. But yeah, um, you stand right cop too. It's so good. Uh, yeah. So again, it, it does a good job showing, not telling. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, where, like, you know, at first, you're just kind of like, why does he seem, like, so apprehensive about going there? Is it because, like, the hospital is creepy? Is it because, like, you know, he's got some sort of history here? And then, like, they do really well acting. You know what I mean? It's, it's a well-acted movie. It's yeah. a well-acted movie. Um, where every hit, every scream, injury... Um, it's just enough, like, kind of humor and sarcasm in the... Oh, yeah, to make them feel like real people. Yeah. Yeah, instead of just, like, eyebrow acting. (laughs) Red car. Very good. Maybe you ought to take my keys. There's a shotgun in the front seat. Yeah, exactly. Um, Watch out for the cultists, though. (laughs) Yeah, there's cultists in this movie. We're getting to that. Yeah. Uh, Yes, so, after kind of figuring out pretty much the bare information that you really need in order to understand the characters um they bring in one other character uh just uh state trooper mitchell oh yeah yeah uh as played by art hindle who comes in to tell officer carter how uh, how much he sucks as a cop apparently yeah and how his dad would be frowning on him right now yeah. if he knew what kind of shit show he just walked into it wasn't his fault. It really fucking wasn't. That woman was peeling her face off and... And then, like, rushed him with a pair of scissors. Yeah, so, I mean... And fuck, I just saw man. Joker, too, so... Yeah, ooh. Fuck. Yeah, so, like... Spoilers. Mitchell's Mitchell's gonna go ahead and, you know, just kind of look over the scene, make sure everything's good. Um, but then things go really awry because... Two other folks come in from outside. We'll back it up. You want to talk about the cultists? <laughs> the one. When he goes to try and call in. Yeah, he calls it in, and then he's, he tries to anyway. He gets shanked by a cultist yeah. a little bit. Yeah, because then he, he passes out, comes yeah. to. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, hey. Yeah. And then. <laughs> because Mitchell takes his gun, and he's like, I'll go fucking call this in, I guess. Goes to the front desk. Phone's not working, of course. Because why Why the fuck? Yeah. Goes out to his car trying to use the radio. That doesn't fucking work. Also, like, was this, like... Was this a time before cell phones? I don't think it established a year. 
it, it I didn't. did see like a fucking compact PC though. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's kind of like um so like late 90s. Right. Early 2000s? It's really kind of like left up to you. I feel like you could really It's a place just that backwards. Right. Like I feel like you could really um pick it apart and find place out time when. forgot. Yeah, you could really probably like pick around and figure it out if you look at say like the medical equipment. Yeah. But um that's neither here nor there. Yeah. It it does a really good job of just making it feel like an anytime anywhere. It's a it's the lost world. Mm-hmm. And uh <laughs> so after after he's unable to yeah, there's no raptors in this shit. Uh after he's unable to raise the dispatcher from his car, uh he sees this random person, white cloak, the white big hood. Old triangle on it. Yep, little little black triangle on the face. And he's like, What the fuck? He <laughs> just like, says, Hi and like they just don't do anything. It's like what the, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, and then there's like this really ominous, eerie fucking horn blowing. Yeah, which it must have been heard by the characters. Yeah, because he reacts to it. He yeah. looks over the trees at it. Next yeah, like, thing he knows, he's getting fucking bum rushed. If he wasn't reacting, you just you would you just think that's like background music yeah exactly and that's just it it's like there's only like four songs in this whole fucking movie and one of them's in the credits yeah um it it uses silence and sounds as a really good like attention grabber i Uh felt uh so yeah like it it doesn't just um rely on the visuals though we'll get to those that's another one of the reasons why i love this film so much it's main main draw i would say oh yeah yeah I was uh, hoping that would be the main draw for Erin, but she apparently fucking hated it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You can't win them all, I guess. Anyway, so after he gets bum-rushed by this cultist, you know, he gets a fucking knife in the shoulder. He's bleeding out a lot. Uh, He's able to kick the cultist off, get in the hospital, passes the fuck out, has a weird-ass fucking vision. Yep, he's... yep. You can't have cosmic horror without visions. Yeah, and uh, they're pretty. It's pretty terrifying. It looks good. Yeah, it looks so good. Uh, really, the only time that we see special effects is during these kind of like vision sequences and uh, the very, very end. Mm-hmm. Um, so fucking great. Anyway, so after he gets you know stitched up by Doc and and uh, resuscitated, everything like that. Um, that's when we get two new friendos that come in. Or no, sorry. Uh, before that, I believe. I think they, they meet Beverly Transformed. Yeah, because they have to go and help uh, uh, the druggy guy who's like freaking the fuck out. Because Mitchell's like, oh shit, I forgot about him. Go uh, into the room and we... He's, he's wrestling with a... Yeah, we get to see a fully transformed creature. It's like the creature. thing. Yeah, and it is fucking horrific. So if you, you get like, like a split, like uh, probably like a three second view of like mid-transformation. It, it is. I feel like it is good by like letting you see it, but also like not letting you oversee it, if that makes yes, sense. Yes, absolutely. And I think that's ultimately why they went with um, the scene that they do uh, about five, six minutes later in the film. Yeah. With uh, the very intense pulsing lights. Yeah, uh, seizure warning. Yeah, yeah. Uh, very much so Mandy in the um, the kidnapping <laughs> scene. Ooh. Yeah. Well, that was more like psychedelic. Mm-hmm. This is more like harsh and like... Yeah. 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 This is... um Either, either way, both of those, I had to kind of like look away, which <laughs> made me feel bad for yeah. looking away. It just... It fucking gives me such a headache, man. I can deal with the psychedelia shit. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. I guess I can kind of also deal with the flashing lights. Mm-hmm. But after a while... Yeah, I know I can only take so much, and it goes on for yeah. maybe a bit too long. Maybe maybe it's because I played with a strobe light too much as a child. And Were you raving in your room? Uh, yes. Cool. Yes, I was. It was uh, it was definitely the party zone. So, regardless, Mitchell and Carter go to try and help the uh, drug addict, <laughs> um, fucking runaway guy. I guess they kind of meant to establish pretty early on because Mitchell he just like pulls his gun out and starts shooting it. Yeah. The sensible thing to do, right? Yeah. You see that and you're like, mm, that I'm not going to ask and see like what this thing's intentions are. I'm going to blast it. Yeah. It, this thing is like and straight he's also up a cop. fucking Lisa Trevor. <laughs> yeah. 
Like, so if you, if you don't know what Lisa Trevor is... Why don't you check out a Resident Evil episode? Yeah, and then also go play that game so you can be equally terrified by the tendrils and faces of Lisa Trevor. Be like me and dump all of your ammo into it because you didn't know it was invincible. Yeah, it is literally a juggernaut. You can't slow it down. It's slow enough. Run past it, bitch. You're going to get hammer fisted. Probably once. Unless you're cool and, like, can dodge it. Yeah. If you fucking get it to... If you bait it... Yeah, so bait the Beverly. Then they did. Yeah, they did. And they they locked her in there, and they're like, don't go in there. It's a bad place. Don't go in there. So while they're all talking then at this point, <laughs> they, then... they established that, like, okay, this place is surrounded by colleagues. There's, like, a hundred of them now. Yeah, there's, like, yeah. Like, there are many. Many Coltmen. Yeah, just uh, cult, many Coltmen standing cult, outside. Cult people. In cultic lines. Doing cultic crosses. Doing cultic lines. Yeah, cultic lines, yes. Blow. Yeah. No, they're not. No. But sniffing through their triangles. Yeah. They're yeah, touch triangles together. <laughs> Ding. And then they fuse into one large cultist. Yeah. And instead of having a knife, they have a bastard sword. <laughs> yeah. Level thirty. Yeah. How do you mob? <laughs> How do I goblin knife? I can't beat this thing's ads. Yeah, it's, Anyways, it's so uh, bad. And then, yeah, somehow the, the 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 duo you see in the beginning of the film just kind of run in. They're like, hey, fuck all you guys. What's yeah. going on in here? Yeah, hunting rifle in the face. We need that boy. We need to fucking kill him. We need to kill the, like, the junk master. Like, well, I feast my eyes on that boy. Yeah, and, uh, like, there's now, like, this crazy standoff between Mitchell with a handgun, like a forty five ACP. No, Mitchell's not dead. Uh, he's got a handgun yeah. pointed at, uh, but he's like fucking terrified. Okay. Carter's got a fire axe. It all happened pretty fast. Yeah, the and then like you know, uh, the, you got uh, the kid James with a with also a fire scalpel. Axe. Oh yeah, James. James has a scalpel to uh, the pregnant girl's throat. And then he got the young kid that's with the guy. He's What's his name, James? Axe. Yes. Okay. The drug addict. Guy I, yeah. Okay. Is, yeah. I I, I uh, misheard. Yes. Plus so. I, as I said. Uh-huh. Brain soup. Yes. I don't remember names. Anyway. So um Yeah, everyone's kinda like having a bit of a standoff. The doctor gets between everyone and is just like, so trying no, to, like just trying calm to calm everyone down. So like, chill, chill out, bro. You're not gonna stab nobody. Yeah, and then he says because <laughs> <laughs> he got stabbed in the fucking throat. Um, with with the scalpel, then that's that's kind of when rip it in hell. Yeah, that's kind of when hell breaks loose. Uh, everyone's like crying over Doc Mitchell's body, and um, you know they they cover him up with a sheet to you know absolutely signify that he is dead. So that's you how know. yeah, that's how you know. Yeah, there's like a little blood spot. Is he dead? We put the sheet over him. Yeah, we put the sheet over him, and uh, there's blood where his throat was. So he what did. do you think? He fucking dead, or is he? Or is he? So, you know, he's he's very fucking dead. He very bled dead. a lot. Never coming back. Yeah. And uh so the the kind of like they're they're just their characters' names are the father and the son. Though we don't know if they are actually like father and son at this point. Spoilers you find out later they're totally father and son. <laughs> um Yeah. I really liked that the father was played by a guy named uh, David Fathers. Fathers. Father. Fathers. <laughs> Framthers. David Framthers. Um, David Fathers. Fathers. Yes. So, uh, you know, after after some talking ensues, and they find out like, okay, pregnant. They pretty much like kind of take control of the whole place. We're like, hey, yeah. um, you're all just staying right the fuck here. Yeah, and they're like very confrontational. They're like, okay, here's the thing: is we're going to live. You guys are all gonna fucking die. We could just burn this whole place down and it'd be fine. Like we will fucking finish what you all started. Uh, yeah. We're gonna. We're gonna like, yeah, dude. We have no idea what the fuck's going on here. Yeah, they're they're getting questioned because they came from outside. They seem to have a handle on the situation, yet they have zero answers. They have no fucking clue what's going on, other than the horn seems to be like driving the cultists here. And uh, that's that's a fucking about it. Um, that's when the party. Yeah, they're not. Then, 
the cultists they're not they're not coming in mm-hmm. oh yeah that's kind they of have the place surrounded thing. yeah it's, it's, it's worth so mentioning. fucking ominous the doors cannot be locked it's a fucking hospital uh-huh. uh they they could be locked but for whatever reason they're not doing like you know the latch at the top and so on and so forth but regardless i mean it's it's like plate glass windows uh, would be hard to break in. Yeah, would not be hard to break in, especially with, you know, the 70 to 90 cultists standing outside. I'm sure that somehow they could get away in. And that's they the other thing, too, out. is that hospitals have a lot of entrances and exits, whether it's uh, emergency entrances and exits. Or, I feel like we only see one, though. Yeah, you only see one. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of terrifying because like the cultists are kind of like refusing to enter, even though they could easily overpower the entire party. Like, yeah, the whole movie could have been over like right there. Yeah, <laughs> like, the cultists could have just come in and just stabbed everyone to death. So it's just like this looming threat. So it's like, threat. What, what do they have planned? Yeah, this looming threat of, well, there's about like 90 some odd knives out there. Uh, there's a fucking terrifying monster. There's like a John Carpenter creation over here. Yeah, and uh, Rob Botton. Special effects yeah. for Rob Botton. And uh, I know it's, it's, imu- it it's immune to bullets. Yeah. Unless you you gotta attack its weak point. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta you gotta make sure that you got a full clip, and then you gotta throw the grenade. Also, throw the grenade and empty the clip. Uh, so make sure you, you, you shoot those treasure boxes. So either way, the party uh, is informed that uh, there are complications in the pregnancy of this young girl. And uh, they need some medicine from, of course, the med room in a completely different wing of the hospital. The- I'm gonna crack this open. Yep. Do you want to acknowledge the time skip here? <laughs> the yeah, fucking track got lost to the void. Yeah. So, a uh, brief technical difficulty there as our track was lost to the void. I don't even know if we'll keep this because it probably won't really come through. Yeah. Unless I do something stupid in editing. Right. But, um, yeah, we had we got a little sidetracked. Yeah. So, forgive us. Yeah, it's uh, the two people way. <laughs> yeah, the, I forgot uh, to clear up. Two people got Godoko. Your your boy forgot to free up some disk space before recording. Yeah, fuck off, Starcraft too. <laughs> yeah, that's in, that's in that's in the fucking void now. <laughs> um, so before we lost um, part of where we were. Uh, and had to backtrack a bit. I think so my brain's had, in the void. Yeah, it. Uh, my ass is in the void. Fuck, dude, Burger King was a bad choice. Ugh. Anyway, so we Please established that there's like <laughs> there were like ninety fucking cultists outside. Mm-hmm. They've decided they're not coming in, um, but their existence alone is making sure that everyone in the hospital is not getting out. Yeah, like they they know what's gonna happen. Yeah, if they go out there and get shanked. Yeah, and then like you've got these two fucking crazy be, people that show up. And they're like, be like that You're one, not like, fucking leaving either. That one, like, Venom animated movie that that one person made where it's, like, oh, yeah. Spider-Man on a motorcycle and he just <laughs> kicks him off of it and then, like, stabs him in the butt. It's like, ah! <laughs> Yeah. yeah that's, oh, the that's internet what is such a beautiful place and not at all like the void. That's what happens when um, you go out there. Yes. You get stabbed in the butt and you go, ah! And then you get cut off at the last second. Yeah. Ooh. I kind of felt like that when I played Spider-Man for the PS4, to be honest. It felt, like, semi-finished. Really? Yeah, dude, I did not. I only heard, like, good things about it. I know, and then, so, like, I was excited when I picked it up, and I did not have a good time at all. I was like, dude, these fucking textures are shit, the fucking enemy AI is garbage, blah, 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 like, I I got it, like, there were trees and stuff, and I was like, I don't need my Spider-Man with fucking, like, RPG elements, dude. Well, no, remember when you did that in the movie? Means upgrade his skills. <laughs> I, I need to track Mr. down Stark, my Mr. Stark, which upgrade tree should I go down? I can't tell you, kid. If you have to ask me, you'll never figure it out. And then you go into your skill tree, and it says technology. And then in, like, asterisk, favored by Mr. Stark. <laughs> Brooklyn, favored by Captain America. It's where you just literally say, hey, watch where you swing in yeah. here. Hey, I'm walking here. That's how you know it takes place in New York. Yeah, exactly. I'm walking here. Come on. And, and the giant slices of za. So, of which there are fucking none in the void. No, there's no pizza at all. There's no yeah. food, no nothing. 
So, like, they're almost kind Wait, of no, held there's hostage. food. Uh, Kim takes uh, the patient boys. Uh, oh, yeah, fruit peaches. Cup. You gotta have your peaches. I would be really pissed. Peaches, faux free. So, <laughs> oh, man, that was a cool video. It was. So, yeah, they're not getting out. They're not getting in. Uh, meanwhile, um, they're, like, yelling at each other. Yeah. The, the two uh, gun uh, intruders, they're like, hey, fuck all you guys. Yeah. And then uh, the very Beverly. Pre- the very present threat of which, at this point, people had more or less kind of forgotten about because they're like, ah, oh, locked doors will stop the monster. Yeah, and all of a sudden, I'm like, no. Nope. And, yeah, old, old Beverly comes back and then, yeah. like, claims Mitchell. Yeah. Drags his ass out, and they're like, he's not doing so good, is he? Demi Bev. Yeah, yeah, fucking horrid creation Bev. Dev- devilry. Shin Shin Beverly. Yeah, and she looks fucking, like, she looks disgusting. She yeah. looks fucking amazing. Yes, I don't know if we touched on that, but yeah, the, the effects work in this movie is really good. It's, like I said, kind of... The uh, monster is, like, very aptly grotesque. Yeah. Uh, of which, you know, like, you have creature actors, and uh, the creature actors are actually people from the makeup department. Uh, not really going to go into, like, who they are and the, and their credentials and everything like that. But they've done good. Yeah, they've done good. They've done other films such as, like, Shape of Water, some fucking Resident Evil shit. Who really gives a fuck about those movies? <laughs> we'll never talk about them. They're fucking garbage. you seen fuck Shape of Water? Fuck you, fight me. I always wanted to... Um, as I was kind of talking about uh, Del Toro before, big fan of pretty much all of his work. Uh, really interested into why he would never want to work with Kojima ever again. Yeah. <laughs> after calling him a genius. Yeah. Like, he's a genius and I will never work with him ever again. Yeah. Uh, Hideo Kojima's Dark Place. <laughs> I'd fucking watch it slash play it. I just kept thinking, like, yeah, is if Hideo by... Kojima just, like, Japanese Garth Marenghi? I think so. Not only that, but watching is playing. I've, yeah, I've made more games than I've played. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the only game director. Yeah. He's so great. So, yeah, anyway, um, uh, Shinbev comes Shin out, Bev, grabs, yeah. grabs Mitchell, yanks him into, like, a, a more derelict section of the hospital, of which there are no functional lights. Yeah. Was it like that just, like, before or Dude, after, Beverly? Yeah, man. Like, and now okay. that you mention it. Like, I don't really, like, take in details like this. I'm like, yeah. oh, it's the flickering lights, of course. Right, right. But there's, like, a so- like a straight-up fucking, like, ceiling fixture light. Dangling. Dangling. Like, Which maybe it happened in, like, the scuffle, the troubles. Oh, that's true. That could have I don't happened. recall seeing it happen. Yeah. But then again, as we said... Yeah. Wasn't I'm not the old, most, uh... My the, the uh, I haven't been very mentally acutive today. Yeah, same. And it just keeps degrading. So of course we're gonna on. talk about this film. Yeah, it's a good episode making time. Um, yeah, uh, they try and attack it, and yeah. they they shoot it, and they shoot its weak point. Yeah. <laughs> once it exposed it yeah. and then that's they still shoot not it in the head and like a weird membrane brain thing comes out of the back of it it was almost like it was maybe mid like transformation you soften it up else. until it exposes its weak point yeah that's when you throw your grenades that's when you uh, shoot 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 you shoot. take your you uh, cast your buffs and yeah then... yeah and you know you use demoralizing shout and then taunt and then you got to use your uh, your cleave, you know everything that really pulls aggro. Use your strongest elemental mm-hmm. weakness attack, blitz, uh, or Agi Agi Lao. Agi Lao, yeah, Agi Lao. <laughs> yes, and uh, then maybe. And then Walter will it. come in and be like, "I'll take him out with this," and then he'll use like ice, which it's like powerful, powerful, too. and then like gives it like four extra turns. D- didn't you just love P three? I was talking about um, SMT four. Oh, sh- oh, yeah, you did say Walter, didn't you? Yeah. Jonathan was the guy who probably mm-hmm. did their own. I don't know. They all, they'd all just come in, like, I'll end them. And then they'd try to do their, like, melee attack. The only like thing that was damage. relatively helpful was that little green spirit with the knife. Like, he was he was all right. Do you remember him? You'd have to power him up to, to cut through the doors. And he was, like, pervy as fuck. He was a little lost soul. Maybe you don't remember him. Are you talking about um, the sequel to SMT? SMT4A? Yeah. Oh, shit, I might be. Fuck. So that's, that's not Rainbow. Anyways. Oh, fuck. That was good, too. That was actually better than SMT4, Fight Me. I like that SMT4A. I always meant to play it, but I never did. It was yeah, so fucking good. Maybe someday. 
Oof, you should. If you're looking for an SMT game... SMT 4 was, like, my favorite game of 2013. You need to fucking play SMT 4A, because, yeah. like I said, better. The twists, ooh, so good. Anyway, back to the void. Mm-hmm. Yes, so, upon killing Shinbev... There's a nice, uh, axe cleaving scene. Yeah. They just go to town on this thing. And this is, this is when, like, the strobing really happens. Yeah. All, all the other strobing in the film is pretty short about three seconds or so this was like a solid 15 20 seconds but which sucks because like like a hard minute oh yeah maybe even like maybe there was 15 20 seconds that like i looked at yeah but yeah it's so you said it's you guys kind of like that yeah nope yeah it sucks because the uh the creature effects are so fucking good i wish i could have seen it without the harsh lighting so that I could really admire it. <laughs> and you do get, there are times where you do really get to see, like, the the effect work they did in the film. It's so fucking masterfully done. And, uh, like, it's like the, Doom use 3 of, lighting. the use of tendrils. <laughs> yeah, a lot yeah. of... You yeah. can't have Lovecraft without tendrils. And, like, they're going, oh, God, like, watching the, the oh, yeah, like very well-done the, Mitchell the dummy. Yeah. Like, having the tendrils, like, literally going through the mouth and the eyes and everything. Like, you can still kind of hear him, like, screaming, gurgling. Dude, it's it's overall so fucking good. But um, instead of kind of, like, recapping the entire rest of the movie, we're going to kind of, like, let that, like, sit and stew with you as far as that goes and uh-huh. kind of continue to talk about like the film overall yeah yeah i do like i feel like it's it's like it, it starts off really fast but then it does mm-hmm. like slow down kind of get more like mm-hmm. i don't know if atmospheric is the right word but more like um oh sh- can't find the right words can't find the wrong words it's uh yeah like atmospheric is more like slower mm-hmm. slower burn i don't know slow burn so when you're like slow burn, it's like, okay, I'm going to wait for the whole movie until something cool happens. Right, and you really don't fucking have to. It's maybe like a couple minutes at a time. Um, kind of like what we were going uh, going to kind of touch on, or what I was uh, trying to recall way out of uh, context <laughs> and content, was that um, there, there starts to be baby complications, and now we have to go to um, like a more uh, forgotten part of the hospital to go and get whatever medicine is left over. And it's like, dude, this monster was literally just fucking killed. And we already know that it's, like, almost completely impervious to bullets. And, you know, like, there, there's some really, really cool harrowing scenes yeah. that I think are best left completely unsaid. Even if, um, even if you decided to watch the movie and then watch this episode, there might be somebody that watches this episode for uh, an actual recommendation rather than... Um, trying to experience the whole thing with two dudes on a couch, kind of essentially, essentially explaining hazily telling thing. you about it. Yeah, like we're fucking wasted. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I don't want to. I don't want to take away from the film or not some good do it shotgun justice. mayhem. Oh, fucking great shotgun mayhem! Uh, angrily reloading shotguns. <laughs> uh, sadly, no morning. kung fu. No gun foo either. Yeah, no gun foo, no kung foo, no coin foo, <laughs> no scalpel foo. You were in a hospital and you could have done scalpel foo. Nobody pulling the bars of their own cell to get free and then, like, through force of will, forcing their guts back into their body. The moon did it. The no, moon wo- did it, Brent. Wolf guy did it. <laughs> wolf guy. Fucking loved wolf guy. Wolf guy was good shit. But yeah, so like there, there's there's very specific reasons whether it's the creature effects or the overall like atmospheric feeling of actual doom and uh, the terror of the unknown, the void, if you will, that brought us back to watch it again three years later and actually decided to do an episode on the podcast for it because we really feel like you should go and watch it. Another cool thing about the movie is it was like completely crowdfunded. Yeah, I was actually just I was you're you're on we're on the same same wavelength. Shitty bro. fucking weird <laughs> wavelength now. Just like garbled radio wavelengths. Yeah, yeah. it was uh, it was an Indiegogo fund, and um, I mean like there were there were some like pretty big backers, whether they were actual like film studios or you know film credit bullshits and like they actually thanked all of the uh funders that you know probably reach a certain 
you know, donation tier. Yeah. Yeah. Donate a hundred dollars or more and get your name in the credits, <laughs> whatever. It, said, it it just said like all of our backers. So I don't know if that was like, yeah, really so everybody. maybe it was all of the backers. I mean, there were a lot of names. There were like over a hundred names. It's funny. Cause I, I, I played like Kickstarter games where it's like, mm-hmm. um, like Kickstarter games where they like go through the backer credits and it's just like, all right, I'm going to go make some snacks. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm going to come back. And I ain't got time going. for this. But uh, it, it's insane that they were able to get that kind of a quality in their actors, actresses. I don't think I knew that. Department. You could, like, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a well-made, like, low-budget film. Yeah. They're like, ah, oh, man. Yeah, they had, a, they had a team of five carpenters for their different sets. And um, they make such good use of, like, the different areas that they're in. Mm-hmm. Whether it's, A like, really good use of lighting. Incredibly, like, yeah. I, I really like the shots of the hospital, like, outside. From yeah. the outside. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know. It, it just... It, it was, like, a... It felt like a weird, familiar place. Yeah. Like, that's just... Like, a, I could go a, drive a few blocks out. Yes. And then, like, see that same exact hospital. Yeah. Like, uh, kind of like uh, what we were stuff touching Stuff like that on. just kind of resonates with me. Yeah. The, the, the kind of um, thing that we were touching on earlier, where it's, like, it could be any place, any time, any, like... Any any people could be could be falling into this. Mm-hmm. Maybe it already happened. You would never fucking know. Um, so you know, obviously, there's a lot of like cult like and Lovecraftian backgrounds here, and it gives you enough of that like uh, like mystery, like wonder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's <laughs> even though it's just more like open enough. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas, like, you know, it's it's very Lovecraftian in that, like, it won't explain everything to you because the unknown is basically the scariest part about the whole fucking thing. Yeah. Like, you can't know, otherwise it's ineffective. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, it plays on the mystique of... It's, it's a very, very useful tool in saying that, like, if you had all the knowledge, you would not be able to exist you would not be able to survive the knowing. Um, but you do get to see the, uh, you know, um, glimpses and a couple of shorter scenes of, like, sh- the actual dimension in which this uh, these older gods or an older god actually uh, exist. The ideas of, like... Um, dark transhumanism of life after death yeah uh the the sacrifices that one has to make to forsake their humanity in order to reach a a sort of pseudo godhood put on the mask put on the mask yeah there's uh there's also um some kind of really good homages here and there whether it's um the dark prince uh, you know, John Carpenter's Prince of Darkness. Yeah, Prince of Darkness, thank you. Uh, the Apocalypse trilogy, uh, or even kind of in a way, uh, what Hellraiser was able to kind of get from audiences when it first showed up. Where it's just that that kind of terror of uh, complete, unleashed, unchained evil. Yeah. And uh, all of it comes from fucking with something you don't quite understand. <laughs> um, and now that it's out, you have to kind of just fucking deal with it. The world will never be the same. And the ending is really spectacular, too, at least in my opinion, in that uh, it gives you just enough to be like, okay, this wasn't a fever dream. Everything actually happened. Um, I hate cheap endings like that, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, You do have, like, your kind of, what I want to say... true to the nature of horror film uh, as far as like you know the the people that survive or whatever but they're not the people that you would expect i suppose um which is fun mm-hmm. it, it does enough to change the overall um course and destination of horror to make it unique and i just i want to see fucking more of that yeah. i'm just uh i'm happy with what bits of that kind of horror that we do get because it would otherwise feel so fucking overflowing, like just way overpopulated. It's kind of why I fell out of zombie films, which is kind of one of the the big things that brought me into horror in the first place. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I would kind of like to see also some more video games that maybe take on the idea of Lovecraftian horror without literally making Call of Cthulhu. <laughs> right. Or The Sinking City. You know, uh, while I'm sure that I'm going to have to go play The Sinking City at some point, I'm not going... I'm going to know that, like... You could replay Eternal Darkness. I could go replay Eternal Darkness. <laughs> Except you kind of come to understand it way too much by the mm-hmm. end of the game. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, you get to know too much. You get to know, like, literally point A to point B to point C, mm-hmm. and that everything that uh, is an outlier as far as the story, the plot, and um, the lore... You know, I mean, at some points, you're literally having one of the main characters explain to you <laughs> what it is, uh, which I would have rather had to fucking traverse that forgotten city, that or whatever the fuck uh, it was called. I think it was just called, like, the Forbidden City or The something? Forbidden City, yeah. Which, in the fucking under, well. Underneath a Rhode Island manor. Which, yeah. It's like... <laughs> Lovecraftian in its uh, tips of the hat, as well as um, some of the aspects in which you see. So, in a way, it was able to be very Lovecraftian, while still retaining its own kind of uniqueness. Mm -hmm. Whereas The Void is like, you can be like, yo, this feels Lovecraftian, and it gives you something completely different. I think that's two kind of different sides of the spectrum, but I enjoy both. Whereas if it's in the middle, I'm just like, cool, I read that fucking mythos. I know these gods. I'm not ready to go back to Earlia. I've been there. <laughs> you know? I don't care about fish people. You tried convincing mm-hmm. uh, the magisters and the and the and the sheriffs that we needed to go in there with an army. Yeah. And they threw you May in the <laughs> They took away your Gatman wig, too. They took away my wig because I'm a crazy man. And now all I've got is my heritage and my home. Except I ain't got that. I got the ideas of three-headed abominational horrors and uh, how long it takes me to reload a fucking flintlock pistol. <laughs> but yeah. I don't know, man. I, I think that's that's about what I've got to what I've got to say about it. And... Other than that, like I really enjoyed. It. I wish I knew why Aaron hated it so much. She's she's a huge fan of the Cthulhu mythos. I was kind of floored that she fucking hated it, but I was like, oh okay, that's fine. And then she told me that my uh, my opinion and uh, my movie tastes are trash. To which I raised my nose up at thee. Taste is overrated. Taste is overrated. As I fart in my own carbonated. Uh, flavored water can and hot drink it. Flavored. Yeah, when you boil your hot dogs, don't forget to not waste the tea. <laughs> you gotta drink it, man. Um, any any final thoughts for me? Um, well, no, no, <laughs> uh, no. Uh, it's me. Barry said it basically. It's yeah. I mean, like your favorite monster point design. Is the, yeah, it's it's okay. Yeah. It's, it's a it's a good movie. Yeah, kind of funny. I looked at the uh, the rating on IMDb. It's mm-hmm. about five point eight out of ten. But then like the first rating is like nine out of ten, and it's like literally has all of the elements you need. This is a gem. I didn't go through and like look at all the ratings because I don't really. It's kind of like uh, it's kind of like Aaron's opinion of my opinion. <laughs> I don't give a you're fuck. not gonna let that go. I'm not. I'm not. I'm gonna go bit angry. <laughs> go go to bed angry. 3D starring Nick Cage. Yeah, I'm gonna stomp my ass to bed, rub my butt on her, and fart on her. <laughs> like you're gonna marry me, and you're gonna like it. <laughs> and then that's what she's Sorry gonna look yourself. forward to for you know the next thirty years until the Earth melts in on itself. And that's a pry about how long you got. Yeah. Yeah. Which is alright. I guess I'll die before I die of something else, like some sort of debilitating disease. I got scratched by a cat when I was in my twenties. Little did I know it fucked up my nerves. Yeah, I've been I, I've been I've been on the on the road for so long that I haven't been able to clip my toenails, and I got an infection from an ingrown toenail and died. <laughs> yeah, you got trucker nut. <laughs> your nuts swolled up to the size of your Damn. fucking head, and then your butt collapsed. I hate that. I yeah, hate when that happens. I hate shitting my own butt. <laughs> get back in there. 
Yeah, so before I do anything uh, else to soil the memory of the void, uh, I think in closing, I just, uh, I would really appreciate it if you guys went and checked this out. It's worth checking out. Yeah, I was really happy that this film just literally fell in my lap. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I just, I hope that you get something out of the experience. I guess I didn't feel, like, super strongly about it, Mm -hmm. but, I mean, I... I enjoyed it. I'm glad. I'm glad. I was glad to watch it again. Yeah, it's exactly. Good, there's. I appreciate the effort that went into it. Oh yeah, yeah. There's there's a reason why we went back to watch it after already having watched it, and uh, you know, as soon as the film opened up, I was like, okay, I remember how this goes. <laughs> and uh, actually, oddly enough, uh, I didn't really stand my phone. You know, even though I remembered most of it, I was like, no, I want to. I want to relive this again. I want to relive this again. It's pretty tasty. But uh, I think that's all we got for you this week. Hopefully we come back at you next week. I've been really enjoying uh, getting back to the podcast on a weekly basis. We'll see. Today was the first snow. Yeah, barely. So, yeah, I mean, like, I was like, what is this? Smell. And then, like, something touched my cheek, and I was like, you bastard, unhand me. And uh, that's when I realized that there was there was just a tiny bits of snow. Fucking Colorado's got 12 feet of snow up in the fucking mountains. Good thing I'm not up there. Yeah, fuck that. I uh, I don't even want to think, but we have a freeze morning and some light rain tonight. I'm Suck just, my fuck. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to releasing Winter Bonus 2019 after <laughs> three weeks of nothing being able to turn on. <laughs> Luckily, this new home has a fireplace, so after all the electricity goes out, at least I'll have a, a gaslit fireplace and um, maybe enough charge in my three 3DSs to play through some Monster Hunter. <laughs> Get my Switch off the dock. That's um, that was a sexual sentence, in a different context. I think we should probably cut this off. Yeah. Good night. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Bye.